For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Common sense. It's not so common anymore. That's why we need Scott Inez more than ever. It's time for Inez Says. Hey there, I welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. Thanks so much for climbing aboard today. You can find the podcast all over. You can find it right there in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the front page of the WDBO app, and WDBO.com. And I invite you to join me on the radio every single weekday morning, Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580. Stream us in the WDBO app. Well, as war rages on in the Middle East this week, let's go ahead and catch up with Brian Kilmeade to get his thoughts. You get to hear Brian every weekday morning, 9 to noon on WDBO. Here's that conversation with Brian now. I mean, we're talking about babies. We're talking about women, children just slaughtered. It makes you sick. And these people we see protesting there in the streets of New York City, I don't know if you've seen them up close and personal, but they're stomping on the Israeli flag. Do these people really believe that beheading babies is the way for the world to see their plight? I mean, this is just disgusting. I mean, Harvard, uh, you have Long Beach State uh, that stands out and uh, different universities that they believe that. If you look at the numbers, uh, they just see that Israel is a problem, and the next generation and are not pro-Israel in this country, on the Democratic side. And most of these uh, college students emerge as Democrats. I think that's beginning to change, but they believe that, you know, 54% of the last Gallup poll says uh, they side more with the Palestinians. But it really is not a liberation movement. This is a annihilation movement. They're just looking to terrorize. Um, they're just a radical group that has no uh, no values and ethics and hide behind religion as a reason for the brutality. Now, the question is, as they get set to go into Gaza, obviously they're shaping the battlefield, but if Hamas had planned for this type of operation, you know they knew the reaction. They actually made sure of it by taking hostages and bringing them into Gaza. They want this fight, and the question is, what is waiting for the Israelis. You just can't go in with your ha- uh, hair on fire and just start wrecking things because there's IEDs, um, there's going to be booby traps, maybe sophisticated. Uh, but of course, Iran's behind all of it. So uh, the last thing the Israelis want is a protracted war, although this will take weeks. They need to, they need to see massive success. So as they get now, they're up to 600,000 fighting force, which is amazing for a population of 8 million. Mm. So they have 300,000 called up, 300,000 already in uniform. They're handing out uh, guns and helmets to the, the civilians. The whole country is going to be militarized. So this is going to get ugly. And I just wait when we're talking, doing this next week, they're going to be like, well, you know, there's going to be a big push. Hey, Israeli, you know, the Israelis, Israelis should really pull back a little. They're a little uh, this is a little brutal. And they can't because they'll be back here in 18 months. Mm-hmm. And it'll even be worse. 
So they got to They have. They have. Uh, they have carte blanche to get revenge and fix this. The Palestinian Authority, the days of Yasser Arafat, those, those guys are like invisible. Mm-hmm. They take a ton of money. They hang out in the West Bank. They don't do anything, and Hamas has all the power. So we'll see if they do have something else planned. I want to go back to what you said about Iran, because the United States government says right now there is no evidence of Iran's planning with Hamas in these attacks. So you mean to tell me that we're relying on the same intelligence agency that missed the attacks on Israel this past weekend to let us know whether Iran had something to do with this? Obviously, they had to have something to do with this here, Brian. Well, uh, they say 80% of the entire Hamas budget on all things comes from Iran. Uh, Hezbollah was set up by the Iranians. They're a Shia organization. It's a Sunni organization. So this planning and plotting, they say, you know, the Washington Post said this story. They've been looking at this for two years. The Wall Street Journal says they had biweekly meetings in Beirut beginning in April, intensifying in August. This is run by the Iranian Quds Force, their, their version of the special forces. Uh, Soleimani uh, ran that we took him out. And Hezbollah also played a role. And you wonder if the minute they go in and get deep into Gaza, does the northern front open up with Hezbollah? They've already had some skirmishes. Mm -hmm. So there's no way Iran doesn't belong in the president's speech yesterday. Some type of retribution. We know you did the financing, the influencing, the motivation, uh, the training, the weapons manufacturing. That's enough for me. Mm, no question. What What about President Biden's speech yesterday? I, I thought his speech, frankly, was one of his best of his presidency. It was firm. I wish he had made it sooner. But how much of what we are seeing play out in the Middle East right now is on the Biden administration? And it's tepid, tepid up until now. It's tepid relationship with Israel. Well, I mean, his, his reapproachment with Iran has been a disaster. Uh, if, it would have impressed me if he admitted it. That speech was easy. Mm-hmm. Two weeks from now, is he going to hold up to all of it? Are we going to start hearing reports that pressure's been putting on Netanyahu to pull back? That's enough. That's what you need. He's asking for room. Uh, Netanyahu says, give me room. Let me operate. I don't need the Western pressure. But you know they're going to start having Western pressure, as you saw the European Union yesterday come out and say, you know, uh, watch it killing of civilians. There are rules to war. Look, it's in Israel's best interest to avoid all civilian casualties. That's not the way they operate. But they're going to have to be blunt and brutal in order to change change their security situation. Because they can't just teach, uh, God, uh, teach Hamas a lesson. They have to wipe them out. And to do that, you're going to have to go in deep. And to go in deep, there's going to be casualties on both sides. And it's not going to be all military. There's going to be... Uh, there's going to be civilian casualties, and they're going to look to be amplified. And you think these protests are big now in New York City, in Chicago, in Los Angeles. They're going to get a lot bigger mm-hmm. if they they have their own uh, family issues of casualties among the so-called uh, civil, uh, innocent civilians. Well, like you said, I mean, this is an administration, the Biden administration, that really has appeased Iran at every turn. They still won't freeze those unfrozen $6 billion there in the South Korean bank. The president sounded resolute yesterday, but there are a growing number of senators, even on the Democrat side, who say freeze that money, Brian. What say you? Well, a couple of things. The, the problem is you just did a hostage exchange. All right. Uh, I wasn't for it. That's not the way you do it. Well, we'll give you six people. I haven't met them yet. Since mm-hmm. when have we heard hostages? We don't even know them. Yeah. There's no press conferences. We don't ever see them. Who are these people? Mm-hmm. So I assume they're Americans, and we give them six uh, criminals back. Okay? Where did that go? 
And now you say, well, the $6 billion will unfreeze it for you. We'll put it in a, a neutral account. The neutral account from uh, Qatar, great. That, that account from Qatar, you see Qatar's statements about this whole uh, condemning Israel. But having said that, we do have a problem keeping our word. We had a word with the Budapest, uh, Budapest Agreement that we would defend Ukraine. And we allowed them to lose a third of their country, the Crimea and the Donbass region. And then when the invasion took place, we are incrementally supplying them. All right, we had, a, we had a problem with our word in Afghanistan. We just decided to leave. Our allies behind, even NATO wasn't informed. And now with this terrorist organization, they make a deal. If they could turn around and go, yeah, now that you got your people back, I'm not giving you the $6 billion. And I'm thinking to myself, as bad as it sounds, we do have to somehow begin to keep our word to somebody in some way. So if you do a hostage exchange with the Russians and you get Brittany Griner, but you don't give back their weapons dealer, you might go, ha, we got him. But how would you ever do another deal with anybody at any time? So that's the issue. You gave your word you're going to do this. I would never agree to it. The country wouldn't agree to it. The Senate wouldn't have signed off on it. But this administration did. So that's how I'm a little bit torn. I would like to limit this. I would like to go to maximum pressure. But if you made a deal, I think you make a deal. I, I'm not saying uh, Khomeini uh, is any different than Hitler, but I wouldn't have signed with the Russia, with the Soviets did a non-aggression park with Hitler because I couldn't trust him. And next thing you know, he's invading the Soviet Union. Do I think that Iran's going to live up to whatever deal they did and only spend it on humanitarian causes? No. How long before similar terrorist attacks happen here in America with all these people on the terrorist watch list coming over and open? Open southern border over the last two and a half years. How long does it take? It's a bad combination. As the NYPD has just announced last week, they're dialing back on their anti-terror unit, which was the best in the world, better than the FBI. So we have totally thought, uh, under the impression, that the war on terror is over. I hope it never happens here, but it, the, the odds are increasing with 689 Iranians coming in over the last year at Pakistanis 1,500. That's where the, the terrorists, they're not all terrorists. I got it. And if I was in that country, I'd leave the terrorists. So I understand that theory. But we also have something like 30,000 Chinese that came here. And the year before, it was about 3,000. So the other wonder if these sleeper cells, if, if we ever have a confrontation with those countries I mentioned, if those sleeper cells just get activated. So uh, my hope is that the FBI does a little bit less January 6th investigation and more following the FBI terror watch list investigation. Thanks to Brian Kilmeade for coming on the Inez Says Podcast today. That will wrap it up for the podcast. Join me on the radio every weekday morning. Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.